All right, we are back. We are back here on the Anthony Adams Show. I'm filling in for Anthony Adams today. My colleague is taking care of some outside business. I'm Charlene Mitchell, and uh, we thank the Wayne County Sheriff for being here, and um, and Mark, uh, along with the, you know his recruiter, uh, talking about the activities at the Wayne County Sheriff's Office. Uh, we're going to spend the next hour talking about Wakanda Forever, that song that you just heard, that beautiful song. I love it. And if you don't recognize the voice, that is Rihanna. And um, at the end of the film, if you've been to the theater, that comes up. And before they even put the credits up, I knew it was Rihanna. I mean, her voice is so distinctive. Um, I have my own opinions of the movie. Uh, Base uh, is just a moviegoer, not a movie reviewer, not a historian. I don't know how all the connections, you know, made it. I'm not a real Marvel fan, okay. but I enjoyed the movie. But I figured to talk about it, I needed somebody who really could delve into it. And Michael Imhotep, you are the man. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a couple of years. Yes. You've been broadcasting, doing your show from, from your home studio. Right. And... Um, I'm glad you came in today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Feels Shout good to be back, to Adams. Yeah, it feels good to be back. I've been out to the studio in two years. You know, Kevin Coles and, and, and uh, uh, you know, said that, uh, hey, I could broadcast from home. Uh, so we, we did that, and that's what I've been doing. I'm still on Sundays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the African History Network show, right here on 910 AM Superstation, WFDF, the Future Radio. What did you think about Wakanda Forever? Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It, uh, the movie blew me away. I saw the first Black Panther, uh, I, th probably, I think probably opening day. The first Black Panther came out February 16th, 2018. And um, I saw uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever this past Saturday. Uh, my sister's the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, the Lambda Rosetta chapter, had a uh, screening and white party out in uh, Rochester Hills, Imagine Theater in Rochester Hills. So it was an emotional movie. It blew me away. And because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman in 2020 from colon cancer, Ryan Coogler and uh, his writing partner, Joe Robert Cole, had to rewrite the script because they already had a script written. They had to rewrite basically the entire script, figure out how they're going to deal with this. So, And what we, what we see is more African culture infused into it. Ruth Carter, who's the costume designer, did a fantastic job. Uh, in the first Black Panther, we saw 11 different African cultures infused into the first Black Panther. Uh, Ruth Carter, who was also the costume designer on the Malcolm X movie, the movie Malcolm X, starring uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, she spent um, six months researching 11 different African cultures, so we saw that represented in the first film and the second film. And then this time around, they add in a Mesoamerican um, um, angle into it as well, infused Mesoamerican culture. Uh, and please define, what is Mesoamerican? Well, Mesoamerican deals with uh, cultures in Mexico, and Central America, Nicaragua, uh, you know, Aztec culture, Olmec culture. Now, were those like, the characters that had the nose thing, the thing over the nose? Right, right. So those are the people from Talacan. I was trying Talacan. to figure that out. I'm like, those are the what people, is this? Those are the people from Talacan. So that was um, Prince Namor, okay, who in the comic books, Prince Namor is from Atlantis, the underwater uh, world of Atlantis. In the comic books, he's depicted as more being a European. Here they have a Mexican uh, actor, uh, Tenoch Hereta, uh, yes. portrayed Prince Namor, and it brings in a Latino, Mesoamerican culture to it. But uh, we see uh, Aztec culture and Mayan culture represented. Uh, was that a good thing? Yeah, I think it was a good thing because they deal with a shared experience of being victims of colonization. Mm -hmm. So, so there's a so when you understand uh, Prince Namor, uh, he's half human, half mermanis, okay, uh, like underwater, like mermaid, uh, male mermaid, so to speak. So he's half mm -hmm. human. Uh, he has feet that fly. Well, he has <laughs> wings on his feet. Yeah. yeah so, so the inspiration in the Marvel comic books, he first appears in Marvel comics in 1939. The inspiration comes from Greek mythology, wow. but here they change it and give it a, a Mesoamerican uh, Latino uh, inspiration. And his, um, he's, he's known as the uh, Feathered Serpent also, which comes from uh, uh, Aztec culture uh, as well. It comes from like Quetzalcoatl. Uh, it comes from Mayan culture also. But see, you understand all this. A person like me that goes in and, I, you know, 
I'm a movie goer occasionally. Sure. I'm not a Marvel comic book uh, follower, mm -hmm. um, but I had to see this movie. I saw the first one. Right. And of course, you kind of get pulled into it because I knew I wanted to talk about it, so right. I had to see it. But I didn't. I didn't get everything that you're talking about. In fact, I was sitting there like, "Well, why are they doing this? And right. why are they doing that? And, and who's this? And who are these people?" It right. was very. I think I'd have to see it again. Yeah, you have to see it again. I'm going to see it again. You have as to well. see it again. There's, there's more. And it's two and a half hours. There's more to see. Well, it's 161 minutes, almost three hours. Yeah, yeah it's the longest Marvel movie, number one. And uh, I've been doing a lot of research on it because I'm doing a presentation this weekend, this Saturday, dealing with the film also, and and breaking down the film as well. But uh, one of the things they one of the things they deal with is a shared history of being victims of colonization. Yes. Okay, Africans being victims of colonization, and as well as uh, the underwater world of Talokan, uh, which so in the comic books it's Atlantis. Okay. Here they changed it and and deal with that. So these that. are fictitious names. These are Talocon fictitious. Talokan is not, Talocon, a, not a real place. What well, well, Talokan is not a real place, but Talokan is a uh, that, that's a word that comes from the Mesoamerican culture as well. So we see this we see this influence coming from these cultures, coming from their spiritual systems, coming from myth, etc. Um, and then even the the, the the hand symbol that we see. Uh, Prince Namor do and the mm -hmm. people, the uh, the Talokanils, the people of Talokan, that is inspired by Mesoamerican culture, and it's the uh, it's a serpent opening its mouth. So uh, the the Latino actors on the film said that they wanted a symbol that is as powerful as the Wakandan salute. Okay. okay, so the Wakandan salute, number one, people, when you do the Wakandan salute, it's always right over left, right arm over left. It's never left arm over right. I don't think that, people know that. They just, that, that, know, Well, that's why you got me on the show. Yeah. That comes from the position <laughs> of the Nesubitis, the pharaohs, when they're in the sarcophagi, the, the painted coffins. That's right a symbol of power. Left. It's always right over left. And when you see it in the movie, 99.9% .9 of the time, the people do it right over left. Now, it may, you may see an extra who showed up late one day and didn't get the memo, and they do left over right, but it's right over net left. And uh, that's inspired from ancient Kemet, uh, ancient, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. Kemet's one of the original names for Egypt, land of the blacks. So uh, it comes from that. So we see these different African influences all throughout the film, Black Panther. The Panther deity, Bast, comes from Bastet, which is a netter or a goddess coming from ancient Kemet, okay, a goddess of warfare. Originally, it was, it was depicted as a, uh, a, 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 like a, a lioness uh, uh, head, but then later it's a cat's head on a woman's body. Yes. This, this is where this comes from. And it's important for people to understand Wakanda is, even though it's a fictitious uh, place somewhere in Central East Africa, somewhere around Rwanda, Uganda, Wakanda is a real word. Wakanda, we see it in the Omaha Ponca uh, and uh, Sioux Indian Native American languages. Wakanda means possesses secret powers. We also see it in the Osaji language as well. Um, there are schools, like in Nebraska, named Wakanda. In Wisconsin, really? there is a Wakanda I mean, water park. I mean, Wisconsin? Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. Well, so, so people have to understand, before I did my first lecture on the film Black Panther, uh, I did two to three months of research on the film back in 2018. So I read over 100 articles on the film and the comic book. I bought a book that dealt with the 52-year history of the Black Panther comic book and the Black Panther character because you have to, under to understand the movie, you have to understand the Marvel comic universe. And which and, I did not. And, and okay. at the time, I've been studying, so I've been studying history 30 years now. At the time, I've been studying history, what, 26 years. But I knew, even though I was a his I'm a historian, I knew I was not qualified to speak intelligently on the film without doing extensive research. Now, let me put this very politely. Other people were not as wise as I was to go do the research before they started putting stuff out about the film. Let me just leave it right there. Because so, I've seen a lot of so-called, you know, bona fide movie critics who didn't seem to really understand. You got to do, you have uh, to the, put the in the work. historical part of you it. You have to go do the research. Because you could say things that could be very embarrassing or even even um, disrespectful uh, yeah. well, to certain yeah. cultures if you don't understand it. you, you got to go do the research of what you're seeing. And what I learned is when you go see a movie about a comic book, you got to go research the comic book to mm -hmm. understand the movie. Well, that's and understand lot, that's the changes a lot of work in the that movie. most of us aren't going to do. Uh, do you well, mind taking a couple calls? Oh, absolutely. We're going to take uh, Jerome, and then we're going to take uh, 
Jerome, Kwame, Bayri, PG, and we got another one coming in. Uh, Jerome, you're up. Yes, brother. <laughs> That's Dr. Ray Hagens. <laughs> Let's send a letter to Governor Whitmer. That could, that could be a new, a new uh, category of, uh, you know, staff or consulting. I yeah, that's, that's, that's that would, true. That would be excellent. Yeah, Thank you I'll do that. that. Thank I'll do you. that. I need to make some calls on that one. Yes, and and, we, and you need some backup. <laughs> yeah, I need some backup. backup. on that. Yep. Jerome, thank you. Thanks, we're, Jerome. Uh, we're up against the break. When we come back, we will take a call from Kwame, Bayri, and PG. So hang on tight. We'll be right back with Michael Emotep. All right, and that is Rihanna, one of the uh, songs from the soundtrack. They sort of play this at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, and you were saying that music is an integral part of any movie. It kind of sets a mood. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I was wondering, I wonder if she recorded that uh, during her pregnancy, because she's kind of been, you know, um, not on the grid for a while, you know, because she had a baby. Right. And uh, so she wasn't performing and all that. I'm wondering, Wow. She still she didn't stop working because she made this she made this song. Well, know. our black women don't stop working when they no, get we, pregnant. No, 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 that is true. That is true. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, we're gonna, we might do different kind of work, but we're still doing something, right? Right, 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 right. right. Well, they still work their regular nine to five job, mm -hmm. pregnant, you know. So, but yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I encourage people to go see it, um, and then. Um, also, I encourage people to visit my website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, because um, there's a uh, presentation I'm doing this weekend at Hannon House Center, which is located right near Wayne State University. Right, Hannon um, House. And the president, it's a lunch and learn that's taking place at uh, 2.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. And uh, I'm doing a, a presentation dealing with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, um, what do people, can people register to come? Yeah, yeah, they register for it. Do they buy it. tickets? They, they register for it. So okay. the information's on the website. You want to call Conchita, uh, I mean, Chiquita, Chiquita, because she is the sister who's organizing this event. They actually Call Chiquita. A, What's Chiquita's phone number? Yeah, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so there's a screening of the film taking place at 11 a.m., uh, for those who haven't seen it, taking place at the MJR Universal uh, 16th Theater at 2800 DeQuinder Avenue, in De uh, 2600 DeQuinder Avenue. And then um, they're going over to Hannon House, uh, 4750 Woodward Avenue in Detroit. Uh, so uh, tickets are uh, 3250 for both of them, okay, and call your key to the RSVP. And so that's, and there's a luncheon. And there's a, so you're that, getting that, a lot. That, that, you're getting a lot. You're getting the movie, the, the lecture, the right, luncheon. Right, right, I mean, that's yeah. a good deal considering yeah. today's prices. Yeah. So uh, prices may increase as we get closer to the date. But if you just want to attend the luncheon, that's like twenty-two dollars and fifty cents. Okay. But uh, contact Chiquita at uh, three one three nine seven eight one zero eight nine. Three Say one that three, again. Okay. three one three nine. Yeah, I know I do radio. Yeah, I've been doing radio twelve years. Three one three. That's thank true. you, thank you, Charlene. Three one three nine seven eight one zero eight nine uh, is her number. Give her a call. Let her know you heard about this on nine ten a.m. Superstation WFDF. But also visit my website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, and the information around the homepage. You can also call the offices of the African History Network. Three one three four six two zero 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 three. Three one three four six two zero 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 three, and we're, we're going to get take any a call. questions uh, answered for you all. So we're yeah, that's fine. Should I take a couple calls? Kwame's on the line. Yeah. Kwame, you're up. Well, Prince Namor in the comic books is the ruler of the underworld uh, nation, the underwater world of Atlantis. That's in the comic books. Yeah, you know, they're, they're finding out that Atlantis is Mauritania. Now, the eye of 
What 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 information are you citing for that? Uh, this is on the end. Just look up uh, the eye of the Sahara. Is it landed or uh, the recheck structure? You know, everybody talks about it. The KC, see, we got Atlas downtown. That is an African leader. Who? And uh, the Atlas that we got in, the, in, the, in front of the city county building. Okay, you talking about the spirit of Detroit? Yeah, yeah. That is an African leader. That comes from Mauritania. They got two sets of Atlas Mountains, and both of them are in Africa. Okay, okay. I know I, I, I know Dr. David M. Hotep, who's a friend of mine who wrote the book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence. I know he's done research on Atlantis. And he's talked about how Atlantis was real. I haven't been able to review that information, oh, so, yeah. so, oh, so, yeah. so yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. deal with that yet. I can call him, but I know he, he I know he has information on that. But mm -hmm. in the comic book, Prince Name, the, the Submariner Prince Namor was introduced in 1939, and in the comic books, his the the there's a Greek mythology influence into his character and to the. Underwater, underwater world of Atlantis. This stuff is heavy. In, I in, mean, you in, really in, gotta in the, understand it. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but you know, those superpowers, see, Atlantis had all the electrical devices that we have today and more. That's, that's how they were destroyed, actually. But it, that, that is very real. That's no illusion. That's, what, 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 what was the source you're citing for that information once again? Uh, the recharge structure or the all right, well, if right, anybody thanks. can find it, it's Michael Amotep. He'll find it. He is the ultimate historian. Well, I call We're gonna take some a, of my teachers. I call some yeah, you, you call somebody. We're going to take a call from PG. Welcome back, PG. Thank you so Hello. much. Uh, I listen to your show, and your show is so amazing. Oh, the African History Network show? Yes. Oh, thank you. And be sure to come out this uh, Saturday to my presentation in Hannon House I also. Okay. Okay. So the so black excellence, uh, basically my understanding of it, and it's not a term I use a whole lot, but black excellence is, is basically a mindset uh, backed up by actions that deal with um, Excellent displays of leadership, excellent displays of African Americans doing great things, achieving great things, etc. It, it's focused on being positive, okay? Being excellent in what you do, excellent in what you achieve, etc. It's similar probably to black girl magic, okay? Uh, and black girl magic to me is similar to Wakanda and understanding Wakanda and what it means because Wakanda means possesses secret powers and uh, black pe African people are 
are powerful. African people are magical. Black women are magic, and we know uh, African people are the mothers and fathers of civilization. Also, I didn't get a chance to say, uh, Wakanda is also a key Congo word as well. Okay, uh, so it's, uh, one, it's uh, uh, one of the Bantu languages. Um, in, 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 in key Congo, it's in reference to uh, family. Okay, so it, uh, the word Wakanda is a very powerful word. It, so even though it's a fictitious movie, we see it references African history, African culture, African spiritual systems, but also now they bring in the Mesoamerican, uh, 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 Latino, Native American, uh, Mexican angle to it as well and deal with that. And there's a shared history of colonization, especially by the Spanish, because uh, we see this depicted in the film and we see uh, Spain, we see Mexico colonized by Spain. Uh, we see uh, Panama, Honduras, all of that, uh, Hispaniola, uh, conquered by Christopher Columbus on behalf of the Spanish crown, okay? And we know that the Spanish were the second ones involved in the transatlantic slave trade also. So we'll deal with this on the other side of the break. All right. And you know what that music means. I know what it means. We'll be right back with Bayri and uh, Michael. And we are back. We're back. We're back. We're back. You're listening to The Anthony Adams Show, and no, I'm not Anthony Adams. Don't be confused. I'm Charlene Mitchell, filling in for my esteemed colleague, um, Attorney Anthony yes. Adams, who had business uh, to do today. Shout out to Anthony and, Adams yes, also, man. And, uh, Congratulations and, on the and, show. And he does a great show, yep. uh, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Then on Friday, I'm here. Yes. Uh, every Friday from 9 to 11. So, But today we have Michael Imhotep, who I have not seen in over two years. Yep. Uh, he's my colleague here at 910. Yep. He is a regular. He's been here a long time. Six and, years. And you do, yeah, I'm doing six years in uh, January. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was six years for me in and, uh, and you, April this past year. And you do a different kind of show that is so informative, just so informative. Um, oh, thank you. I want to ask you, well, we're going to try to take another uh, is Michael still on? Did we already take Michael? I think it's a different Michael. A different Michael. Michael, you're up. Hey, hello there. Thanks for taking my call. But I got to ask you about Michael and Chappell. You talked something about Atlantis. When I heard about Atlantis, I remember the Parliament Funkadelic when they... With Atlantis and Parliament Funkadelic, I don't remember the connection, but... Uh, what you see in Black Panther is Afrofuturism, okay? Now, Afrofuturism is where uh, African culture uh, meets science fiction and fantasy. And oftentimes it can be a reinterpretation of African culture or historical events, things like this. This is Afrofuturism. Uh, and you, you see uh, science fiction, technology incorporated. Now, um, the one of the early pioneers of Afrofuturism would be George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars, uh, as well as Sun Ra. Even before the term Afrofuturism oh, you're going was coined, way back. even before the term Afrofuturism was was coined, and uh, you had the you had the George Clinton with the mothership coming down, which is probably in reference to the Dogon, uh, the Dogon of Mali and Burkina Faso, uh, who were originally in ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. So uh, that now the the Atlantis Atlantis reference I'm not familiar with that but I am familiar with uh, uh, the mothership thing and things like this so we see that influence with uh, with uh, George Clinton also so Afro Afrofuturism is very deep even though the movie is fictitious we still see these references to history African culture spiritual systems so we need to use those different references. As tools to teach this information to our, so, to Michael, our children so and our people. This. Yes. Does the average mover goer really understand all this, or are they just looking uh, most at of them it don't. Uh, from just uh, entertainment? It's just most of, entertainment? Most of them don't. That's why that's why I'm here, and people like Tony Browder and uh, and other uh, historians. That, that that's why we're we here. We need to, clarification. To do, You're to, breaking to, it down. To, to do, yeah, and, and and also the three-hour lecture that I did in 2018 on the film Black Panther. That's available at our website. TheAfricanHistoryNetwork.com because I get deep into this. It's a visual presentation. I had to do three months of research to be able to do my lectures on the film. You, what makes you do all this? It's a lot of work. I mean, first, first, of all, first of all, you're a very smart man. Yeah, I mean, you. your, your intellectual level is above most. Okay, thanks. I, I would think. Thanks. And your commitment to learning and mm -hmm. understanding the African culture and the African-American culture is deep. 
It's right. really deep. Most people don't want to delve that far into it. It takes right. too much time. Right. Right. So, well, I, I started studying 1992 at Wayne State University. I was an undergrad at Wayne State, so I've been studying history 30 years. I was inspired by the movie Malcolm X, by uh, conscious hip-hop that was out in late 80s, early 90s. I was inspired by TV shows like For the People, which came out of South Carolina, hosted by uh, a journalist, African-American journalist named Lister Belt Middleton. And each um, each week, it stayed on for, it was a half-hour show, but each week he would interview one of the different uh, African Center scholars like Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Dr. Naeem Akbar, Dr. Marine Bahani, Dr. Yosef Yakanin, Dr. John Henry Clark, things like this. So this is where I got to first see them. Uh, mm-hmm. Off the times and Dr. Leonard Jeffries, he's one of my teachers. I got, I, I know him personally now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of the seeds were probably sown by the um, miniseries Roots in 1977. I Absolutely. remember when that originally aired Absolutely. on TV. And then when I was in, when I was in elementary school, uh, in second or third grade for a short period of time, I was uh, a member of a after-school program called the uh, the African History Club. Okay, okay, Mr. James at McFarland Elementary School, the African History Club. So you've been you've been <laughs> you've been kind of connected with this historical thing for a long time since you were a kid. Uh, in, in one way or another, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. In one way or another, yes. So, uh, so I've been doing it, but I've been studying history for thirty years, and uh, intensely for the past twelve years. So, and in is, spe- and speaking of history, yes. we have some more calls, but yes, Board up had to leave the studio just for a second, yep. so we don't have any way to connect them. But uh, Lady Grace Bayree and PG, hold on. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, you talked about history. There are elected officials. Yes. And uh, the so-called powers that be that think they're running this country, mm-hmm. that want to erase parts of history. They right. want to ban books. When I heard they wanted to ban Toni Morrison mm-hmm. in Florida, I mean, the bluest eye, really? You want to ban what? And you can't say certain words. Right. What is your position on what we're seeing? And I don't want to just say Ron DeSantis in Florida, but he's the kind of the ringleader of this. Right. Um, well, this is this, this is an effort being backed by um, right wing organizations. And uh, when NBC News did their analysis on this, uh, there's a good expose that um, people should read. And it deals with um, critical race theory, uh, the attack on critical race theory uh, in schools. Okay, and uh, I'm pulling up right now. It's a 16-page uh, expose, and let me see what's the name of that. Uh, so, so there's one article that people need to read called "How Trump Ignited the Fight Over Critical Race Theory in Schools." Okay. Uh, that's from NBCnews.com. Uh, Which kind of led to this banning of books. Yeah, banning yeah. Banning of words. Yeah, yeah. So, there, so, so, so there was a uh, there was a executive order that Trump did in uh, September 2020, if I remember correctly. And this executive order uh, banned um, uh, the proposed policies mimic former President Trump's September memo, September 2020 memo, ordering the Office of Management and Budget to stop funding training on critical race theory for federal employees, calling it a quote-unquote propaganda effort. Then then, then you had the attack on the 1619 project. Yes. Okay, and and Donald Trump said he wasn't familiar with the year 1619. He talked about the year 1776, okay? So, uh, and then from there, you had people like um, uh, Christopher Rufo, I, I think is his name, Christopher Rufo, who uh, put out uh, misinformation about critical race theory. So there was a series of text messages, a series of Twitter posts he did May 15, 2021. And what he said was, was that they wanted to rebrand critical race theory. He said, this, so this is uh, 3.17 p.m., March 15, 2021. Christopher, Ruf, Christopher F. Rufo. He said, the goal is to have the public read something crazy in the newspaper and immediately think critical race theory. We have decodified the term and will recodify it to annex the entire range of cultural constructions that are unpopular with Americans. So what they did, what Republicans did was they took this uh, ideology, this critical race theory that developed in the late 1960s. Derrick Bell, 
is one of the architects, Kimberly Crenshaw. Which is it, really not taught in public schools anyway. It's taught well, at law school level. Wayne, it, it, it's not taught in K through 12 at all, period. Uh, right. Basically, it's right. taught, it's, it's, it's a legal analysis mm -hmm. to understand uh, how laws and policies uh, still impose racism. Okay. Right, right. Uh, so it's taught at the it's taught at in the law in law schools and it's taught at the graduate school level, mm -hmm. a little bit at the undergrad level, but it's not taught in K through twelve. Well, we want to uh, make yeah. use of this three minutes before the break. Yeah. Lady Grace, you're up. Uh, thank you. Um, and I have a statement and a question for your guest there. Um, first of all, I, I truly thank you for your call of service. Um, the knowledge that spills out of your mouth on a regular basis. Oh, thank you. Are doing, you're doing, this is my version of excellence for majority <laughs> of our people. Oh, thanks. Really. Thank you. And, and I don't use excellence too much either mm -hmm. because everybody's excellence is a little different. Um, did you actually um, apply for the fictitious um, uh, task force at the city council about the reparations? Did you apply for that? That's one question. That I applied to be on the task force? Yes. Okay. No, 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 I didn't apply. Some, some people asked me to be on the task force. My hands are full with what I'm doing, and uh, I, 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 I can't, I, I don't have the time. I can't do it. Well, they should have reached out to you. You should have been appointed and, and paid, literally. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say this on a national level. If something like this comes about, would you be willing to sit on a panel and help draft this whole uh, <laughs> changing thing? Well, he okay, has a so, national platform because so, you're on Roland Martin. I'm on Roland Martin's show very on Friday. I'm a, I'm a panelist. Yes. So he, he, here's, here's the deal, my sister. And this came up on uh, Faraji Muhammad's show yesterday on the Black Star uh, on Roland's network. And uh, I talked about this last Friday on Roland's show. I'm all for repairing the damage of 246 years of slavery and decades of Jim Crow segregation and redlining and things like this and, and, and uh, systemic racism. I'm all for that. Now, my concept as a historian and someone who's also a political commentator also understands politics and law, first of all, reparations, the root concept means repairing the damage of a harm that was done. Okay? To repair means to restore you to make you whole again all right so before we start talking about how to repair the damage we first have to analyze who african people were mm -hmm. and what african people had Whoa. before the damage was done wow just trying to give that's a check heavy. that's heavy and, and trying to equate a check to the fact that we didn't get paid our ancestors mm -hmm. didn't get paid for 246 years that's not reparations okay wow you said a mouthful yes we'll be back with our last segment and we're going to kind of recap and we're back here. You're listening to The Anthony Adams Show. I'm Charlene Mitchell, filling in for Anthony Adams. The challenge of talk radio, even though we have two hours, is the two hours goes by so fast because when we invite guests into the studio, we obviously need to give most of the time to the guest. They've come here. They've been invited here for a reason, and we want them to talk. But we also love our listeners, and we like to take the calls. And I guess you can say when the board lights up, that means you're having a good show. But for me, it means I can't take all the calls. So we've got to do a couple things before we take any more calls. So let's make it fast. You have an event coming up. Yes. Tell us about your event. Okay, Saturday, November 19th, uh, there's a screening and there is a uh, lunch and discussion uh, dealing with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And uh, Sister Ch uh, Chiquita contacted me. She's organizing the event. I'm speaking from 2.30 uh, at the luncheon. It's 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. at Hannon House Center, 4750 Woodwood Avenue in Detroit. Um, and then there's a screening of the film at 11 a.m. For those who have not seen the film, uh, it's at MJR Universal 16 uh, Theater, 28, uh, 28600 Dequinder uh, Avenue. And uh, uh, you can call Chiquita uh, for more information in the RSVP, 313-978-1089, 313-978-1089. Uh, she'll give you the uh, information on tickets. We also have the information on the homepage of our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. 
theafricanhistorynetwork.com. If you just want to come to the luncheon part, you can do that as well. You can also call us 313. But the luncheon includes the lecture. The luncheon includes the lecture as well that mm -hmm. I'm doing. Um, so when people come to a Michael Imhotep lecture, mm -hmm. what do they leave with? Oh, well, they're going to leave with a ton of information. You can take notes. I do a visual presentation. Also, I have my uh, lectures on sale there as well. Uh, the, the lecture that I did in 2018, dealing with Black Panther, uh, we'll have that on sale also. So, so you're going really to learn a lot. Themselves. Oh, you can educate. We do, we're going to deal with uh, history. About. Yeah, we're going to deal with history, culture. Mm -hmm. We'll deal with the film, mm -hmm. uh, break down the film, look at the Mesoamerican uh, influence in it as well. So you're going to learn a lot. But visit our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. All the information is there. You can also uh, email us through the website uh, as well. And if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, contact me also. We can set that up either virtually or in person, in-state, out-of-state. We can set that up as well. And we want to take a call from Jerome. Good morning. You know, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who co-founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History in uh, 1915 and created Negro History Week in 1926, which became Black History Month in 1976, he said that the history of African Americans needs to be taught in every school across the country. Not just the schools that we're in, but every school across the country. And, uh, and the reason why is because the way you treat a people is largely based upon what you think about a people. What you think about a people is largely based upon what you've been taught and what you've read, heard, and seen about a people. So when you have stereotypes of African Americans, that's allowed to uh, manifest and metastasize because of ignorance, because the correct information has not been presented. Or, or, or presented on a mass level. And Americans are very ignorant of history also. That's extremely important to understand. Americans are very ignorant of history. But ask them about um, popular culture, and they can tell you every song that's on the Billboard chart right, and right. everything else. We're going to take another call from yes. Ms. Jones. We're moving quickly here. Ms. Jones, thanks for calling. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm okay. So can I make my comment real quick? I just want to comment on the producers of the movie, they did a good job. Yes. And I'm just hoping that um, all our people go out and see the movie because it's a great movie. Absolutely. Well, it made 180 million just in the U.S. on opening night and well, um, opening weekend, this opening past weekend, weekend, yes, and over 330 million worldwide. Worldwide, yes. Last time I checked. Yeah, it was released so, in 55 I mean, countries. That was a lot of money. Yep. A lot I, of ticket sales. I got one more thing I want to say. Okay. I am loving my Afro-American cinema movies. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I'm speaking to. All right. Good. Thank you so much. All right. Thank and you. Thank you, Miss Jones, for calling. Uh, Bayri. Bayri, you're up. Thank you. I just want to congratulate you, Charlotte, and also Michael. First of all, I only Yes. Thirty seconds. I hate to, hate to give you a short, short time, but go ahead. That's okay. I'm just uh, kudos to Jerome. He's absolutely right. Because back in the day, 
Yeah. We just had a big election, midterm elections. Sure. What do you think about the results in Michigan and across the country? And then we'll end on Walker. A lot of the results were fantastic. There was no red wave. I told my listeners, don't, li don't listen to the polls. Go out and vote. A lot of the polls were junk polls. We see for the first time in 40 years, Democrats took back control of the uh, state legislature here in uh, Michigan. And we see Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, and uh, Attorney General, State's Attorney General Dana Nesso were reelected um, across the country. Uh, Democrats uh, will probably win in Georgia, so they'll end up with 51 Senate seats. That's well, what we I took the, Nevada and Arizona, and nobody took Nevada, thought. And, and I thought they were going to do that, uh, so they may take control of the Senate. It, it looks like Republicans will have a slim majority in the House. They may end up with 220 House seats. They're going to have a hard time trying to govern with some. What about crazy. 45? What about 45? I well, didn't he, watch he announced, his announcement. He, he announced, I didn't watch it. He didn't get a whole lot of media coverage on this. Uh, I'm not certain he's going to get the nom nomination for Republicans. A lot of them want to want him to, to disappear. He might have to just nominate himself or run on his own. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, Joe Biden will beat him again. Him. If he gets the nomination, Joe Biden will beat him again. All right. Michael Emeltep, I cannot tell you how... Uh pleased I am that you came in, oh, that thanks, you took Charlene. time out of your schedule. Thanks. I know you're busy. And shout out to Anthony Adams. If you want yes. me on the show, contact me, Anthony. I'll definitely come on for you. All righty. And until hey, tomorrow to you, morning, I'll be mm -hmm. back tomorrow morning filling in for Anthony again. And then um, Friday morning, I'll be back. Mm -hmm. And Thursday night, Thursday morning and Thursday night and Friday morning. So you're going to see a lot of me. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, listening and have a great day. Hotep, everybody. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecture writer, and historian. I hope you are enjoying this uh, broadcast that you're watching right now. I wanted to take a couple of minutes and let you know about the online history courses that I teach. So if you like this broadcast that you're watching, you definitely want to register for uh, the online history classes that I teach. Uh, we normally teach the classes on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, our next class of uh, ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, is going to take place on Thursday, November 17th, 2022, uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if we look at a uh, brief overview of the class, and the class is on sale, um, the, uh, the class is on sale $60, uh, regularly $130, okay? So we have the class uh, discounted right now. And if we look at a uh, brief overview of the class as well, uh, I've been teaching this class uh, since 2017, okay? And I put together the, the uh, curriculum uh, for the class. I've been studying history uh, 30 years. And we can't start uh, the study of our history in slavery even though understanding the transatlantic slave trade is very important, uh, we can't start in slavery. We have to deal with thousands of years of, of history that uh, lead up to the transatlantic slave trade uh, taking place. Okay. We look at the 800-year occupation of Europe by the African Africans known as the Moors as well to understand what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Okay, So uh, a brief overview of the class we can't start studying our history uh, in slavery. Uh, even when we study the transatlantic slave trade, which is important to study, we can't start in 1619 or in, the, or in the 1440s when the Portuguese get involved in the transatlantic slave trade. We have to understand the history chronologically and deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors who enter into the Iberian Peninsula, today known as Spain and Portugal, uh, today uh, who, who enter into the Iberian Peninsula, today known as Spain and Portugal, from North Africa in 711 AD. This course not only deals with the transatlantic slave trade, but it also deals with thousands of years of history that leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. 
August 20th, uh, 2019, marked the 400th year anniversary of the 20 and odd Africans who came into Point Comfort uh, in Virginia, August 20th, 1619 on the White Lion pirate ship. Um, and this would later be the uh, colony of Virginia, okay? And when those uh, 20 and odd Africans came in, codified slave laws did not exist in any of the 13 colonies. Codified slave laws don't come to uh, Massachusetts until 1641. They don't come to the Virginia until about 1660 or 1661. Now, this year, uh, 2019, was known as the year of return. The year of return, as many African Americans uh, were reconnecting to Africa and traveling to Ghana and other West African countries. When we discuss the transatlantic slave trade, we have to first understand that African people are the original people of North, Central, and South America and have been in the land we call the United States of America at least 51,700 years. Okay, so we have the information on the home page of our website. Uh, Africanwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, we also, uh, so you can register there for it, uh, for the class. And we have uh, a bundle pack where you, can, where you can register for both classes at a discount. So normally uh, the classes are $130 each. They're on sale right now, uh, $60. So we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived. They're recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime. And uh, we're going to do at least 10 weeks uh, for these sessions. We may do 11 or 12 just to give us enough to get all the information in. So click uh, click right here for register here. You can use a debit card or credit card. We have the bundle pack information here as well. Uh, the bundle is on sale, $100. Uh, it's regularly $130. Click right here to register here for the bundle. And then the second class that I teach uh, on Tuesdays is from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement of Black Power, 1865 to 1968. That next class is going to be on Tuesday, November 22nd, Tuesday, November 22nd. OK, and this class picks up where um, basically we're understanding the transatlantic slave trade leads off. This is another uh, 10 week online class. And once again, we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch these classes a year from now, two years from now. You'll still have full access to the class. Okay, so um, with this course here, a brief overview, uh, in the aftermath of the insurrection uh, a year ago, the January 6, 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol building, um, at the U.S. Capitol, many leading historians drew parallels between the violence that we saw that day and the reconstruction era, which was 1865 to 1877. Uh, and this was the period of political revolution directly following the uh, US Civil War, which was 1861, 1865. This 10 week online course will analyze US history primarily from the African-American perspective, beginning in 1865 with uh, the uh, 40 Acres and a Mule, Special Field Order Number 15. And actually, we, we start in 1800 with the 1800 census, and we look at 1803 with the Louisiana Purchase and the Haitian Revolution. And we go and look at history uh, chronologically leading up to the Civil War taking place. And then uh, we do at the end of the Civil War, uh, uh, Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865, we deal with Special Field Order Number 15, 40 Acres and a Mule. January 1865, and then we look at the Reconstruction era. And we go through and look at history chronologically through to uh, 1968. So we'll look at the Reconstruction era, 1865, 1877, the Red Summer of, um, the red summer of uh, 1919, the year after the Civil War ended. I'm just sorry, sorry, the year after World War I ended in 1918, the Red Summer, where you had uh, over 25 major race rides across the country. Uh, we look at the Jim Crow era, uh, which is the period of time after Reconstruction ends. We go and look at the 1880s, 1890s, uh, 1900s. We look at the Jim Crow era and when the southern states are rewriting their state constitutions to impose poll taxes and literacy tests, like um, the Mississippi State Convention of 1890. We look at World War One, 
the Great Migration, 1915 to 1970, six million African Americans migrate from the South up North and out West. World War II, uh, the Civil Rights Movement and the Black Power Movement to understand uh, what happened to us after slavery ended. Okay, what were laws and policies put in place to put us uh, where we are today to understand where we need to go from here, okay? So the second class is uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968, okay? It's important to understand the chronology of history to get a better understanding of how we got to where we are now to understand where we need to go from here. Unfortunately, uh, uh, some of this history is repeating itself, okay? So we have this available at our website as well, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, Normally the classes are on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You can share this information with your children. I would say the information is PG-13. It's very visual. I, I do a PowerPoint presentation with book references, articles, video clips. Uh, usually for the book references, I'll show you the excerpts on the screen. So, uh, and we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch it anytime. So as soon as you register for the classes, uh, there's content that you can start watching right now. Okay, so hopefully you learn a lot in these classes. Keep watching our uh, our broadcast. Keep watching uh, this video that you're watching. And uh, follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P, and uh, uh, Michael M. Hotep on uh, Instagram as well. Remember, right now is correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win Wakanda forever, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Also, um, also listen to, you can also listen to our uh, radio show. Um, you, you can also listen to our radio show on Sundays, uh, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the African History Network show. Uh, we have the information right on the homepage of our website right at the top. Okay, so uh, we have our social media information, social media handles, and information about the radio show. And you can click right here to listen to audio podcasts of the radio show as well. Uh, we're on Sundays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the African History Network show on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. Uh, in Detroit. You can also download the iHeartRadio app and search for 910 AM uh, WFDF and listen live or the TuneIn radio app that you can listen live there as well. Okay. All right. Remember, right now is correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And uh, thanks for watching uh, our broadcast. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, also, if you want to support the African History Network, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, uh, and through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. The substance keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, uh, pay some of the bills. And we have our uh, our Cash App information, the social media, uh, uh, our Cash App information, and PayPal information right on the homepage of our website also, okay? So check that out as well. All right, remember, right now is correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win Wakanda forever. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.